time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, guys, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host, with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me, as always, your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gormore? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amon. What's up, killers? Oh, my God, look at that hockey mask. Today is March 2nd, 2020, and we got a doozy for you today. But, as always, motherfuckers, it's time for your slides life. Chadwick, what'd you do? Oh, no, Bobby, go first. <laughs> uh, well, last week I was not on. I was suffering the stomach bug. It was Mr. Poopy Pants. Fucking, it was fucking terrible, dude. I was down for three days. That shit Mud butt, mud butt. Ass. Oh, it's terrible. The thoughts of it are like Vietnam. I don't want so, to go back. So could we call you General Patton during that time? Sure, go for it. Yes. <laughs> but other than that, it was a chill week. Um and then the weekend was really good. I was just hanging out with friends. It's just chill. And now this week, Jason is fully going together. And then it'll be ready by Monster Mania. Other than that, Hot we're night. working and same old shit. Hell uh, yeah. Mr. Johnny D, what about your slice of life? Uh, well, very short, sweet week. Um, just fucking went to work. Played a little gaming. Ooh, very nice. Uh, let's see. Saturday went to uh, Dave and Buster's with a bunch of friends. Uh, got a little tipsy, played some games. It's always a good time, dude. You gotta love fucking Mario Kart, there, man. It's great. Oh, yes, fucking four player, man. It's oh, that's the shit. It. That is the shit. But dude, if you want the tickets, man, and I hate to admit it, but you got to play the Kung Fu Panda game because that's the one that's the payout the best. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, you gotta get the tickets, do it up. Yeah, man, you know. But then, uh, let's see, yesterday, just kind of had a nice uh, lazy day with the family, ordered some pizza, stayed in, got a new game, uh, one TJ already has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, picked up Hunt Showdown, which is awesome. Incredible uh, game, isn't it? Yeah, dude, we'll, I'll probably be playing it after we're done broadcasting tonight. Um, but yeah, man, it's a hard game, too. Holy shit. Like... There's been so many times where you just get yourself all set up and you just go out to the world. You're like, all right. And then you just get worked by another fucking person. (laughs) And you're like, all right, that sucked. Let's restart. But uh, other than that, man, a little bit of work on the cosplay. uh, Started drilling my new mask a little bit. Uh, Did the pre-drill holes and shit like that. Um, Still a little nervous on the Dremel, but I will eventually probably tackle that this week. The Dremel is a bitch, but once you get it, it's good. Yeah, the eyes are going to make me so nervous, but whether I get that mask actually done for Monster Mania, eh. Ooh, you speaking... will. Shut up. You'll get it. <laughs> speaking of Monster Mania, and I believe, Bobby, you said you got yours today, too. Uh, I got my wristband. Yep. Yes, got sir. the fucking three-day pass wristband. Hopefully, all your listeners got yours today or hopefully tomorrow. Um, But yeah, man, other than that, just nice, enjoyable week. Watch this any, movie. Any listeners that will be there at Monster Mania, come say hello to all of us. We will give Bobby there. a kiss. Yes, free kiss. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, man, just you know, 
sat around on my fat ass and enjoyed myself. Sexy Lovely. ass. Yes. Mr. Dark Lord of Knowledge. How was your week, my friends? Oh. <laughs> What the fuck happened to him? <laughs> anyway, what I did this week was <laughs> I can't even fucking do this. <laughs> fucking lost track. Did lots of podcasts, caught up on a lot of stuff, did some more rehab to my fingers. Look at this, guys. Look at this. Uh can How find is that pinky doing? Uh not so well, still numb as shit. Uh mm. shout out to my brother from down under the doppelganger, Kanga Banga. There he is. Boom, baby. There he is. Brody, how are you? Yes. So, uh, pretty much more podcasts after podcast, pre production on the TV show, perk fulfillment, yada, yada, yada. Normal TJ Bowser bullshit. But for real this time, Chad Chrisman, what'd you do? <laughs> hey, there he is. He's back. <laughs> he didn't get abducted. Oh, I was going to have to start calling people. What happened? Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. But ask me one question. I got I got one question, Chad. What's up? Did they take your pants off? Oh, oh they're still off. Oh. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I didn't really do much, you know, aside from work. I just uh kind of hung out at home and played video games. That Bingo. Was, yeah. That was about it. Oh, and I forgot to mention last week in the slice of life, uh that Saturday before, so it would have been the Saturday before last, I finally sat down and watched The Empire Strikes Back with the kiddos. And it was their first time oh. watching it. And oh, I, gotta, nice. I was so fucking disappointed in them. They didn't react to Darth Vader's revelation at all. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you sure they're your kids, man? I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> but they were like, yeah, okay. Okay. Did you guys even notice what happened? <laughs> yeah. Let's okay. say a prayer for those who are falling. So what are you going to do when you show them Phantom Menace and they're like, Dad, we love this. I'm afraid that's exactly what's going to happen because it's so kid friendly. <laughs> it is. But I, I, I honestly think my son's going to cry when Darth Vader. Let's dies try spinning. That's a cool trick. <laughs> <laughs> now this is podcasting. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's all. That's, although, and and I'm, I'm if you catch me yawning on screen, I'm really tired because and this is the weirdest fucking thing. Last night, four thirty in the morning, I get woke up. And I hear this noise. My wife gets up Sorry. out of bed. My wife gets up out of bed, tries to figure out what it is, comes back in. I said, what the fuck is that noise? Where's it coming from? She's like, I have no idea. So I get up and I'm listening and it sounds like a busy tone on a phone. And I walk and it's coming from the bathroom. And I stand there and it's coming from the fucking walls inside the shower. And then it just abruptly stopped. What? I have no fucking clue what it is. And this is not the first time it's happened. It was Someone's loud. in your fucking walls, man. It was loud, too. It wasn't like faint. It was you walk in the bathroom. It's like you're holding a phone up to your ear. That's like crazy. legit dial tone. It was like a busy tone. It wasn't like a dial tone. It was like boop, boop. Yo, Gorehounds, we're going to switch it up this week. We're going to straight up do like cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go into like cryptid zoology bullshit here. Yes. Shout out Jeremy Brown, director of Friday the 13th. Vengeance fucking right. Got What's up, better, sir? What's up, yes. sir? But uh, you guys want to get on to this week's review? Let's get this started. Absolutely. Yes, so this week, we got 1992's Candyman, directed by Bernard Rose, yes. written by Bernard Rose, produced by Stephen Golan. Oh. <laughs> Fuck my little Sir, ass. Gorgon. Gorgon. Sebastian. Sebastian. Alan 
Pale? That's what it says. Okay, starring Virginia Madsen with the side boob, Helen Lyle, mm. Tony Todd as Daniel Robitaille slash Candyman, Xander Berkeley as Trevor Lyle, Vanessa Estelle, <laughs> Williams and Marie McCoy, Casey Lemons, not Lemons, as Bernadette Walsh, also Lemons. Bernie oh. Lemons. Dijon Guy as Jake, not the mustard. Gilbert Lewis as Detective Frank Valento. Carol Lowry as Stacy. Stanley DeSantis as Dr. Burke. And Ted Raimi as Billy. Music by Philip Glass. Cinematography by Anthony B. Richmond. That's not Cundy. Edited by Dan Ray. Distributed by TriStar Pictures. The Fucking Horse. Released by October. Released on October 16th, 1992. Runtime of 101 midgets. Budget 9 million. <laughs> gross 25.7 million. And I don't have the trailer up yet. Uh, Cundy! Cundy! <laughs> there you go, Bobby. <laughs> you suck, you jackass. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here we go. Have you ever heard of Candyman? If you look in the mirror, you say his name five times. In cities everywhere. Candyman. They whisper his name. Great. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a ghost story. Candyman. community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked, mutilated, and burned to death. <laughs> Helen, a woman died in there. Leave it. Everyone knows he isn't real. That's modern oral folklore. Everyone. Except Helen Lyle. Bernadette. It ain't safe around here. That don't scare too easy. Wanna know about Ruthie Jean? They ain't never gonna catch him. Who? Candyman. Who is that? I came for you. Do I know you? Now she is about to discover. Helen? Mystery. I'm sick. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed! And most terrifying of all. Come with me. What's behind the mirror? He's here. Candyman, you don't have to believe. Just beware. Very nice. Ooh. Boom! There's <laughs> to bring that handsome <laughs> motherfucker back. Yeah. So, guys, what a trailer! What a fucking film! <laughs> Who's running it down? Uh, I'll do it. Well, okay. Go before for we it, do that, oh. before we do that, can we uh, do an honorable mention of even why we reviewed this movie this week? Yes, uh, Johnny. Why are we doing this? So. Well, I believe you watched the movie first, but we were supposed to actually do a cover or a sequel from last year's uh, Night of the Demons. Yep. And it was decided that that movie was just god awful boring. So yes. we all said, fuck that. Uh, and we had a couple gore hounds. Um, 
Heather and Brody, and they threw out suggestions of American Werewolf in London, which is an amazing film, yes. and this, which is also an amazing film. And it's extremely relevant now as well. Yes. Um, yeah. And so it was a host vote, and we were divided two and two. Split so, down the middle. Just tell me. Yeah. So we threw it up to a vote. And I think the vote ended at twenty and sixteen. Yeah, it was yep. really close. Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was close. It wasn't that far. Yeah, it was. It was pretty neck and neck. Um. So Brody's pick one. So congratulations, sir. I clap if I could. Brody. <laughs> yeah. So Bobby, if you want to give us that sweet, sweet rundown, I sure can, gentlemen. <clears throat> All right. Helen Lyle is a student who decides to write a thesis about local legends and myths. She visits a part of the town where she learns about the legend of the Candy Man, a one-armed man who appears when you say his name five times in front of a mirror. Of course, Helen doesn't believe all this stuff, but the people of the area are really afraid. When she ignores their warnings and begins her investigation into places that he is rumored to appear, a series of horrible murders begins. Could the legend be true? <laughs> real quick this is one of my all-time favorite horror movies love it really. love it um i really like the concepts i it's a little slow burn for me um i, I gotta say i'm with you there johnny there's a lot listen there's a lot of stuff i could take away from this that is awesome but it's just I, that's why I'm so excited for the reboot. Cause, or maybe it's not even a reboot. I guess it's actually technically a uh, sequel. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what, yeah. It's supposed to be. But, and I know the, the I know the um, second and third one get a lot more like corny, sla not corny slasher, but you know what I mean? Like over the top slasher and shit like the, that. The second one is really good. And it also retcons this one. The third one sucks. Well, I I've never actually seen the third. I've seen the second. I haven't so. seen the third, but I had the discussion with TJ when I got here, and I'm like, I, if I remember correctly, I like the second one better than the first one. Because the second one had that crazy B scene and mm -hmm. shit, dude. Like, yeah. But you know, we'll obviously get to that at some Next later year. point. Yeah. Um. But no, man. Like this movie, the first time I watched it, I'm not gonna lie, I was bored as shit. But I was also trying <laughs> to get my wife's pants. So, you know what I mean? Like. Mm, Candyman or some putty. Uh, <laughs> but you know, actually sitting down to watch it to review it for tonight, um, I really enjoyed it. And being that the new trailer dropped out, what was it? Wednesday, Thursday, I think it was. Yeah. Last mm -hmm. yeah. week. Um I instantly like had the itch of like, dude, I need to watch the OG one because I gotta fucking catch up to speed on what the fuck's going on, so I'm ready for this new one. <laughs> That trailer but, uh, looks sick. Incredible. Bro, I've been singing fucking Destiny's Child since fucking Thursday. Say my name, so. say my name. Nice. God damn it, dude. It worked. And, and I <laughs> said, it, if you, I will post it every fucking day if I have to, so that bitch is stuck in your uh, head. It already is, dude. You don't even have to do it, man. It's do dude. it anyway. I wonder how much Destiny's Child profited after that trip. <laughs> I imagine they got some good royalties off of that. <laughs> I'm because now they're going to have to sell that sweet, like, slow down version. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know. So. 
Hell yeah. But what do you what did you gentlemen think? What I love it. Opinions? It's classic. It's a classic film, dude, and it's very iconic. I remember being terrified of this movie when I was younger. And then watching it now, I just have nothing but pure appreciation for it. Bobbert. Same. I I remember the first time I saw it. I actually saw it in parts. I never saw it fully through until a little while after my first viewing. Mm-hmm. And once I fully watched it through, I loved it. And I love I know you guys said it was a slow burn for you, but I love the build up to it because this character was not a normal like Jason or Freddy. There was something no. so wicked about it. So I love the build up that came with it. So uh, yeah, Ooh, a little squirting action going on. <laughs> if you're squirting blood, you got some issues. It's all I'm going to say. Is it? <laughs> hey, I'm bloody. There Is it go. innocent blood? Yeah. Because I mean, it's okay if it's for you know, it's okay to shed. <laughs> according to uh, and then also Candy Man. with the that those bees at the end, that just makes me go. Whoa. Dude, coming out of his mouth and shit. That was he awesome. He has to wear a mouth guard in there. Uh, we'll right? get to that when mm-hmm. Chad gets to it, but yeah. But I want to hear because like so Chad was on my vote for the slow burn. So Chad, <laughs> what did you what did you how did you feel about this? I watched this a bunch of times back not too long after it first came out. This is my first time watching it, probably almost 20 years. And I think maybe I'm just spoiled on all the 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 fun movies that we watched. I was actually pretty bored. That's fair. I mean yeah, it's a good movie, but I've seen it enough times that I knew it was going to happen. I wasn't, eh, I, I, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Maybe it's because I was one of the ones that really wanted American World from London instead. That's also fair. Which I am totally down to either take out, like take out one of my picks down the road to throw that in there because that is an awesome movie. Oh yeah, so. we're definitely going to get to that eventually. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's only a question of when. Motherfucker! <laughs> but. <sighs> This, it, like Bobby just said, it wasn't really your atypical slasher. This is more of like your Phantom of the o- Phantom of the Opera kind of, you know what I mean? Like villain. Yeah. Like yeah. it's that's more what, of a, that's a romanticized. Actually. That's what Tony Todd said. I actually took what? notes yeah. uh, this time. And can we see the uh, similarities between Candyman and Freddy? Uh, okay. Little. What fears Candyman? Well, what fuels Candyman? Fear. The the general consensus of fear is what gives him his power. When you start to take that away, he starts to get angry, and then he targets you. Okay. Also, can we also talk about the hook going up the fucking leg scene? Who else does that? Right. Uh, well, Mutilator. <laughs> the dad. No, that was a hook in the puss, not Well, he was leg. going kind of up. I mean, yeah, he didn't go Yeah, that was a little going up there. Um, was, I can't remember if it was if he slowed it down for the first initial like touch of it. Uh, you know, and also to go with your Freddy, um, analogy, rant. yes, there you go. Thank you. Uh, with the new trailer, that's very Freddy number two. I feel with Bingo. the dude becoming Candyman. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. The parallels between so. the two are just uncanny, especially with the sequel coming. It's Black Freddy. Black Freddy. Yep. Like Blackula. <laughs> like Black Dynamite. <laughs> Dude, I oh, love Black Dynamite. Dynamite, Dynamite. Black Dynamite is great, dude. Chad, uh, you got some sweet notes for us. I do. Break out that behind the scenes, baby. Ooh, bestow the knowledge. Idea. So, the bees were bred specifically for this movie. They needed to make sure that the bees were only 12 hours old so that they looked like mature bees, but their stinger wouldn't be powerful enough to do any real damage. How are you going to be bees? Tony Todd was stung by bees 23 times during the space of the Candyman trilogy. 
He was paid. He was paid a thousand dollars for each time he got stung as a bonus. It's twenty-three thousand. Really? Yep. I feel like that should have been more. Almost honestly. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Black Freddy! <laughs> that's gonna be the new T-shirt, dude. Yep, be... that's the new T-shirt. Now that's gonna be stuck in my head all night. <laughs> Whoa, Black Freddy! <laughs> Bam and there. Whoa, Black Freddy! Bam. Black Freddy had a child. The damn thing gone wild. <laughs> I think, oh. I think Jeremy just derailed this whole thing. He just fucking that. That derailed hilarious. the whole fucking show. <laughs> and yes, bro, yeah, I agree. Continuing on. Exterior hallway and stairway scenes were actually filmed for a few days in the infamous Cabrini Green housing projects. Though the producers had to make a deal with the ruling gang members to put them in the movie as extras to ensure the cast and crew's safety. <laughs> That's even, serious shit. Even right with there. this arrangement, a sniper put a bullet through the production van on the last day of filming, though no one was injured. That hell yeah. And I don't know if that was another. It was another part of your notes, and I apologize. There was actually, I think Tony Todd said in an interview there was four ruling gangs going on at that time. Yeah, he's, he's said like, quite a few. So yeah, you're right. And there was also a bullet. I think one of their generators got fired on too, or something like that. Oh shit! And then, yeah, dude, like that's a that's just fucking crazy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's going on. <laughs> oh, oh, Lance, you did something. You segued, motherfucker. You segued. Here we go. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna launch it. I'm gonna launch it. Where the fuck is it? Oh, I'm such a mess. Come on down to Cabrini Green. Woo! Okay, here's your ad block. <laughs> per Lance McKinney. Creepy girls, do you like spooky things in horror movies? Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, busts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener. Take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dobackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like us. Graveyard Classics. Horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Deathstyle Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at GraveyardClassics.net. Come on down to Mask by Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom-made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. And that was your ad block as recommended by Lance McKinney this week. Right on. There you go. Go support our sponsors. Support the show, motherfuckers. We love you all. Getting on with our review. Chad. Hit us with more, baby. While investigating one of Candyman's crime scenes, Helen and Bernie discovered that the design of the apartment's medicine cabinet made it a possible point of entry for an intruder. This was not a made-up piece of horror movie fiction. While researching the film, Rose learned that a series of murders had been committed in Chicago in this very way. Damn! Oh, shit. That's a pretty scary thing to think about. It is. Right. Like socialism. 
<laughs> the Good thing they just pay for them gang members now for protection, right? <laughs> By the way, you uh, set it up. I last, had to spike it, dude. That last comment, I agree. The apartment building was scary as fuck. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna turn down the fucking yeah, heat. Fucking you're sweating like a whole on church. top of <laughs> that park. The park poop smeared bathroom. Oh god, that was disgusting. <laughs> that was Bobby's bathroom last week. Why? That's why he wasn't here. Sweets for the sweet Bobby. That's yeah. right. Just, <laughs> bees in the toilet. Anyways, Virginia Mr. Madsen, Knowledge. Virginia Madsen was hypnotized and given a trigger phrase on set for her scenes with Candyman. Madsen grew increasingly uncomfortable with this method, so asked for it to be canceled. That was when, like, she was always crying, right? And when she was like in a dreamlike state. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, she was actually That's... hypnotized. Uh, when Philip Glass signed on to compose the score for Candy in the End, he apparently envisioned the final film being something different. Uh, he presumed it'd be an artful version of Clive Barker's short story, The Forbidden, and he was very disappointed in how the film turned out. But it's considered a classic now, so he doesn't mind, as he still gets checks every year for the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, because it's all about that money. Money talks, yeah. baby. Money talks. But that soundtrack was a good soundtrack, honestly. I, oh, yeah, I really I did actually didn't work the soundtrack at all. It felt- maybe, maybe not soundtrack. I should say score. There we go. Yeah. The I, score, I, um, Chad didn't like the piano. Again, this is 92. We're not really still doing synth stuff. So, you know what I mean? But the trailer had synth in it, which I is kind of I just don't really care much for Philip Glass anyway, so. Okay, fair enough. To each his own. The effects crew had a blacksmith make Candyman's hook, and they went to pick it up. The blacksmith What'd you say? refused to sell it to them. <laughs> <laughs> the blacksmith. <laughs> Sorry, Black I was just plugging myself. Nope. <laughs> no self promotion yet. That's for the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the blacksmith refused to sell it to him because he heard it was for a Clive Barker horror film, and he's a devout Christian, so he didn't want to sell it to them. Fair enough. No misgivings about it. Sweets to the Sweet, which is written at the crime scenes, is a line from William Shakespeare's Hamlet. Ooh. Oh. Director Bernard Rose had Virginia Madsen and Tony Todd take ballroom dancing classes together so they would have more of a romantic connection when playing their characters. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. The Candyman's lair was designed to look like a gothic church constructed by the people who believed in him while living in Cabrini Green. A good shot as an example of that is whenever she's walking through uh, the projects there, like she's inside the building, and that, that, yeah. there's that pan up shot up through the rafters, and you really kind of get like a feeling of how high the ceiling is in that. Yeah, it's so cool in there, too. Beautifully shot. Continue. Clive Barker has confronted a number of academics who have accused him of taking advantage of and using an African-American urban legend with the simple fact that he created the story of the Candyman, and it was, in fact, not an actual urban legend. Oh. So people thought he was capitalizing on an actual urban legend, not realizing he made it up himself. (laughs) It's because people are dumb. But that's how you... (laughs) That is how you know you're a fantastic writer when people actually take your stuff and believe it to be real. Kind of like my story I put on Facebook the other day. I got two sentences and I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, I remember now. (laughs) I started reading that. I'm like, please, I ain't that. Peter Anthony's watching right now, laughing his ass off, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) Candyman combines elements of two real urban legends. Uh, Bloody Mary, a ghost who appears by chanting her name in a mirror, and uh-huh. The Hook, a killer with a hook for a hand who attacks couples in a parked car. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay. The original story takes place in a fictional British housing project called Bob's Corner in the late 70s, 
while the movie moves the setting to 90s Chicago and the real-life slum of Cabrini Green. The change in setting also makes the bonfire seem out of place, as in the original, the bonfire is part of the traditional Guy Fawkes Night celebrations. Ah. Which apparently, okay. apparently in recent years, they've actually started to do away with the big bonfires, too. Hmm. Okay. The Candyman and Clive Barker's original story had been described as an imposing, possibly white man. He's described as having a rather unnatural shade of yellow that, of course, adds to the Candyman theme and an unruly red beard. So the Candyman oh, story sweet. is completely different. Uh, All I can picture is that dude from Sin City with the crazy fucking yellow skin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, is Candyman considered the first African-American slasher villain? I think so. I don't remember uh, any before him. The first mainstream one, I can tell you. That. First mainstream one? Okay. Yeah. Was oh, okay. Now continue. When Helen discovers a toilet bowl filled to the brim with bees, all feeding on something unseen, to achieve this effect, a queen bee scent was applied by a professional bee wrangler to the inside of the toilet bowl. Okay. This wrangler released the bees from the hive into the toilet, which had no water in the bowl, was not a functional toilet. Vaseline was applied to the upper inside of the bowl to prevent bees from crawling up near the lid. After the scene was filmed, the bees were collected with a special soft, safe, gentle vacuum and returned to the hive. That's nice. <laughs> Greasy bees. Crazy. Well, you know, gotta get it done somehow. The change of setting necessitated a change to certain elements for the film. According to journalist Steve Bogera, one source of inspiration may have been a pair of articles he wrote for the Chicago Reader in 87 and 90 about the murder of Ruthie Mae McCoy, a resident of Chicago's <laughs> Abbott Homes housing project. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pretty much. Oh, pretty Lance, fucking much. I love it. Love it. Okay, so it was, it's possibly inspired by Ruthie Mae McCoy's murder. In 87, McCoy had been killed by an intruder who entered her apartment through an opening behind the bathroom's medicine cabinet. Ah, okay. Yeah. Ooh. And wasn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that the name of the victim in the movie, too? Actually, yeah. What was the, name the name of the other one in the sequel. All right. Uh, Candyman himself does not appear until 44 minutes into the movie. Ah. I actually timed that. <laughs> wow. I didn't even need that in my notes. I timed it. I'm sitting there and he finally shows up. But by the way, props to the director for having him not just show up that late, but have him show up in broad daylight. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's uh, something. That's, yeah, it's not used. If it is used, it's hard to do. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about the the same style that Candyman rocks is the same style that Tony Todd actually rocks in real life with the fucking suits? Yeah. If you notice, it, it, Bobby and I can confirm so, this. So was Candyman inspired by Tony Todd's fashion, or was it the? You say because when I saw Tony, um, when we were at Mania last year for Bobby and I's birthday, we were at the bar. Tony Todd walks in. Full fucking baby blue suit with matching hat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tony Todd it, and the production okay. designer slowly came up with the look of. Wait, uh, production designer? Who was the production? Who who was in the art department on this film? Anybody? Anybody? Mick Strawn. Ooh. Yeah, motherfuckers. I just want to throw out when you're like six foot seven, like Tony Todd is, you can dress however the fuck you want. And nobody's going to tell you differently. I'll say, I was at Scarecon and he, uh, I noticed that every time like he changed his outfit, he always had a matching hat. Exactly. But he, always, he wasn't necessarily in a suit, though. You know what I mean? But he always did just like... Yeah. The guy's got style. Yeah. yeah. Could, and he's, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, dude, like, that's a motherfucker you could see through a crowd. Like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Oh, by the no, way, yeah, he's, he's really chill to talk to. We talk speaking, about basketball. Speaking of Tony Todd, basketball. they just confirmed today that he is the voice of Darkseid in the upcoming yeah. anime Woo. movie. 
Also, we just got an anonymous donation from Bobby's Slut for $25. No. Uh, just kidding. No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I was just saying, I was like, is this happening? I was going to say. Is this happening? You see this? <laughs> My slut? Bobby. Slut. Bobby, don't threaten us with a good time. Ooh. That's right. Don't touch my gun. Here, twist my, my gun. twist my arm. <laughs> Continuing. Virginia Madsen was friends with director Bernard Rose and his then wife, Alexandra Pig. What? Her P-I-G-G. Her last name was Pig. And uh, Madsen was originally to play the role of Helen's friend Bernie while Pig was to play Helen. The choice was then made to make the character of Bernie African-American, so Madsen lost the part. As shooting was about to commence, Pig discovered she was pregnant, so the role of Helen was offered to Madsen. Okay. So she mm. kind of got it by default. You know, as Homer Simpson would say, the two sweetest words in the English language. Default, default. <laughs> <laughs> in addition to allowing the filmmakers to cover his face with bees, Tony Todd actually agreed to film a scene in which he had a mouthful of bees, and that too was all real. He told TMZ that he wore a dental dam to prevent any bees from sliding into his throat. <laughs> yeah. Not the That's... first time a dental dam's been in someone's mouth. Uh, continue. Oh. <laughs> Eddie Murphy was considered for the title role, but was deemed too short at five foot nine. <laughs> What's no, up, no, no, no. Can you imagine? What? Can you imagine the Candyman just sneaking going? <laughs> like I can't now. <laughs> like what was it? It's it like was George fucking, Costanza uh, saying, "Be my victim." <laughs> didn't he do Vampire in Brooklyn or something? Yes, he, did. he actually did that pretty fucking scary. Right. I was gonna say is like he did. He did decent in that. That was right. 1995. That was after this. Right. I mean, maybe he could have pulled off the Candyman. Let's see. Who knows? Well, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never <laughs> no, know. Uh, the scene where Candyman's hook burst through Helen's bathroom cabinet was set up without Virginia Madsen's knowledge, so her terror and shock are real. She ran screaming from the set. Yeah. And that, is, that is it for my notes, guys. Well, feel free, feel me free. and my infinite wisdom, my fucked up pinky finger, hit the goddamn delete button. I lost all my fucking notes on my phone. Uh, but I will talk about... <laughs> I know. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, other than the, the obvious, did you guys notice... The intense pan shots. The film was so dark and the the colors were definitely like khaki and dark brown. Like everything was like really dirty. Like even whenever you go into the uh, the bathroom stall and then like even the artwork and stuff, it just feels like everything's washed out in like a tan or a khaki color. Uh, that would the be movie. the Unsolved Mystery 1992 camera feed. Ah, OK, <laughs> that explains it then. Uh <laughs> Also, That's all I could think of because I agree. It, it just had that like weird, like unsolved mystery kind of fuzz to it. Even in a but even there, in a bright light room, it was like. But but the scene that, the scene that you just mentioned, like in the restroom shot, uh, there is a reason for the brown Poop. in that in that shot. <laughs> Poop. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed there are some nuts in there too. Like there's yeah. some peanuts going on in there. I'm like, no, those are chestnuts. And then uh, I'm also incorporating a new segment in the show. Uh, sometimes oh, my girlfriend. Hey, Heather's here. My girlfriend. Hi, Heather. Yep, Heather. Hi, Heather. Uh, sometimes my girlfriend does watch these Gormore movies. So we're going to have a new section called Sarah's Two Cents. And uh, Sarah wants to talk about the bullshit shot scene whenever they uh, trank her. Let's say uh, for one, Sarah says, let's talk about the shot scene. Wrong place. Too big of a dosage and too quick to put any fucking meds in. 
Thank you, because that was so. She was just like, "That was good. I am done." <laughs> no, that's she, not really. No, no. She literally like stabbed her with it and like pushed it at the same time and yes, pulled out all in like right? one fluid motion. I've, I've seen plenty of nurses stick people in the arms. It don't happen that quick. No, no, <laughs> no fucking way. That's it wasn't good, even that, in the arm though. It was like fucking up her shoulder. That's yeah. a good way. That's a good way to, shot took longer than that. That's a good way to snap that needle right in half. Ooh, right. That's what I thought happened. I thought she got it broke and she went, oh, fuck it. Also, uh, did the girl with Ted Raimi have any tits at all? Right. Uh, you can see a nip. A solid A. <laughs> if even that, fucking old Skeeter Bites chilling there, dude. <laughs> I think there was some stuffing in there. Yeah, that's, that's really what all I can fucking remember from my notes other than some stuff that is relative to the other <laughs> things. Again, I have a fucked up hand. Continue. That's fair. Oh, shit. My strong hand. It's my strong hand. Yeah, I, d- I did have a couple notes written down, but I think I already covered them. I said about okay. Candyman showing up 44 minutes in. Uh, of course, we mentioned Ted Raimi being in this and the shit smeared on the walls. I think that's about it that I had written down. Uh, soon to be replicated by Art the Clown. <laughs> again. Yes, again. Yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We're not to discuss that movie. Okay, okay, continue. I didn't say the name. I just said the character. We're okay. Hey, Johnny. Yo. You got questions, motherfucker? I got some questions. Okay. We may have so, uh main character could easily be my question is, do you think she could be a stunt double for Julian Anderson? Yeah. Motherfucker! Absolutely. Cause I remember the first time I watched this, that's who I thought it was halfway fucking through it. And I was like, oh my god, you just saw Scully's titties. I gotta say, I am <laughs> I'm surprised that she did not become a bigger star after this movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, she didn't do much after this. Like a lot of independent and TV and shit. Yeah, she really didn't. This was like her one big movie and that was it. She did this. God damn it, Lance. She did this and she did Highlander 2, The Quickening. Ah. Wow. That that probably killed her career. (laughs) The Quickening. Are you sure the Highlander franchise is known for its quality? I love the first one. Yes. That's it. Okay. (laughs) The first one. The first one and the TV series. Okay. Fair enough. So, um, and I don't personally know this, but my question is when she's looking in the slides and she notices Candyman in the slides, could you really zoom in? I don't think it's zoomed in more so she's changing the focus of said slide. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, can you focus that well to where you could get the image that much clearer on a slide like that? I don't think so. Chad, you're old enough. Not that I can think of now. Okay. Okay. Not like that. I'm trying to remember like back them shits back in school, dude. And I'm like, I know you could focus them a little bit, but it was just more like <laughs> I think you're serious. For all you Listen, audio I'm... only listeners out there, uh, we do have live chats. So our, our mm-hmm. random laughing is due to fan interaction. And <laughs> catch us when... on Facebook and soon on Roku TV to find all of our live vi- videos. Ooh, Ooh. More to become of that later. Yes. Um, yeah, because that was my biggest thing. I was just like, wait, can you really actually do that? Or is that just something for the movie? Probably for the movie. I would I, say for the movie, because I don't think you could focus that clear on any kind of slide ever. I have a question for you guys. This is something that I talked with Chad prior. Is Shoot. the place where we see the baby throughout the film, is that a physical place? Or is that some sort of dream realm that he takes Helen to? I'm pretty sure it's literally just like. Are you sure? Because we, Af- we she never actually goes to that place physically. It's always whenever she's in a trance-like state. 
Yeah, I know, but I'm just thinking like he's the baby's probably in his little like church layer area. That's what yeah, I that thought. Way, so that way he can you know he could feed it honey. So it could save you know survive and, the whole And we see it time. drip it. We see the candy man drip. Is it blood or honey in his mouth? Honey. Which were them where we would see the uh the new film come into play. That's well, that and what he said at the end to the baby too. When he picked him up, he's like, Now we're gonna like set I I, I wish I wrote it down. There's like something like we're gonna set something new in motion mm-hmm. or something like that. So I obviously like I doubt when they wrote that line, they intended fucking, you know. <laughs> and to make things clear, uh, Helen does not replace Candyman. Helen is now alongside Candyman mm-hmm. as her own story. So they coexist yes, within the same universe. Yes. I'm I'm really hoping she pops up back up in the new movie. That would be really cool. That would be cool to see her again, because that was pretty freaky at the end. Dude, I thought she was freakier than fucking Candyman with her burnt fucking dome piece there. What, what was, was the it? go with the razor blade and the candy? Razor blade and the candy. Yeah, when she when she's when she, candy, at the beginning when, when she's looking candy, up, there's yeah. a razor blade and the piece of candy. Normally, Dude. that's like shit that people do on Halloween. To fuck oh, uh, that's probably all that. Night was, of the demons. Was, yeah, yeah, Night of the, the apples. But I think I'm guessing that was probably just from the gang members doing that. They're probably intending to pass that out to kids, maybe. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with Candyman per se. Fair enough. Um, and let's see. Honestly. Well, this movie was, I feel like, all about the jump scares, if anything. More so than, like, the onslaught killing. So, gentlemen, what was your favorite jump scare? Can't talk about it, because that goes into my favorite kill. Motherfucker! Ooh, that's fair. So, I think that probably should be a douche of the movie. Let's yeah, we can go. Yeah, the husband. Oh, hands down. he's a piece of shit. With an honorable mention of the other professor at dinner. <laughs> also, can we please talk about that fucking scene real quick? Everyone was the smoking. Every single one of them. Also, I'd like to rewatch this movie with you all. And every scene that we see Helen smoking in, we have to take a shot. Oh, that's like, uh, that's like every scene she's the in. The whole fucking movie. She's smoking. Hand me well, the bottle. Hand me the bottle. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, dude. There was a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. There was a time where you'd go anywhere, dude, and there you'd either have your smoking or non-smoking yep. section, that's, that's very which true. wouldn't fucking matter if you were in the non-smoking because everything smoking. was just a spill. Yeah, now we got vaping or non-vaping. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, vaping or non-vaping. <laughs> but, nah, man. Th- it, it, it is funny to watch older movies just to see how the characters, you know, used to smoke that much. And now that every now everybody like bitches about it nowadays, but it's like, dude, people still smoke. Yeah. Like maybe that character is going to smoke. Don't cry about it. Like, you know what I mean? That's not. Try me a river, build me a bridge. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Just think of all that secondhand smoke exposure that that baby had to endure around Helen. during. The Explain shooting. what happens in the sequel. God now. damn you, Virginia. Uh <laughs> Anyway. I wonder why the <laughs> Candyman is new. One. So we all agree that it's the boyfriend husband thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he has to be, dude. Like, Without a doubt. Cheating on her the whole fucking time. So moving on to the questions: favorite kill, motherfuckers. That isn't cranberry sauce, already. That is not cranberry no, sauce. No, and no, I will have not. to say, my favorite kill is Doctor Burke because that shit's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's mine too. That's mine. That's what I was gonna say. Chad. I gotta go with Chance the gutting thinking. of the husband at the end. Okay. Ooh. 
Nice little bit of right up the nuts. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, I think I got to go with that one. That was, that was uh, oh man, now I'm torn because both of those were <laughs> like I was gonna go with the doctor, but now that you reminded me of that, I'm like, dude, that was a pretty good one. Just think about Tony whole... Todd's face as he fucking rot, fucking raises that hook up his fucking he was spine. Sure. He was like he's struggling, I mean, he is... he's ripping every fucking rib. Just oh, just love it. Fucking blood spraying. I'm just saying, man. Like that is, that is nasty, but. And then his exit. Having a, take having the whole scene in the in the play. Remember, you got to take the whole scene in the play. Okay, I will give it if if we have to add into the fact of uh, no, because that's not going to be my it favorite. Flies out the fucking window. Scene. That is the most glorious exit ever. <laughs> that, yeah, that is legal with, like the, with the whole fucking rope hanging him. Like he just yeet, uh, fucking yeets himself. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so he fucking out of nowhere. Rips a hole in the back of this guy, then yeets himself out of a fucking window in glorious fashion. Best fucking kill of the movie, man. Then she proceeds to crawl through said window and then fucking bludgeons a nurse to steal her clothes right? while some drugged out dude is just looking at him like, this is fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking great. What they should have done in that scene was they should have had her just turn to the guy in the bed and say, no one will ever believe you. <laughs> right? Or just like go, shh. You know, just so, like the old so, Bill Murray stories. <laughs> so, Johnny, what uh, is your favorite kill, definitively? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the doctor, dude, because that was just a... The kills were kind of meek up until that point, and then that one was just like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Like That was just out of nowhere, just nasty, gruesome. And you really see him. That was you really saw him first, like actually getting into somebody. But they tried to man. <laughs> so, so, guys, nice. best scene uh, would have to be side boob with Virginia Madsen and Rusty Schwimmer. Oh yeah, <laughs> love Rusty. Mm. Best two minute segment in this entire film. That was a good scene. I, I, that's my favorite, Chadwick. I agree, because of Rusty Schwimmer. Exactly makes the fucking yeah. scene. Lift up your left breast, please, and your right breast. <laughs> Take off your. Imagine if Rusty Schwimmer wanted to have a boob battle, I'm pretty sure she would win. <laughs> <laughs> fucking knock her out with those things, <laughs> right? She'd be like, fucking boob bam. <laughs> you no boober. Oh god, that's hilarious. Bobbert, favorite scene. Uh, my favorite scene is the ending, from okay. when, from when they're in the pile, the burning pile, all the way to the end. We're still yeah, waiting that- for the spinoff called Helen. Uh, <laughs> that fire pit scene was pretty fucking intense, dude. Like, I actually kind of forgot about that whole thing. Twenty dollars to the person who can guess where the director graveyard scene. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Hey Johnny, what's your best scene, bud? Oh, I mean the titty scene is very nice. It is some exquisite um, side move. You know, I'm going to have to say the whole uh, church scene. Okay. Like, that was kind of cool. Like, just, I don't know, seeing all the graffiti of him and stuff like that, his past story. Um, and that was just shot in a really cool way. It, looked, it just looked nice. And I will talk about that. Don't worry. The only thing I didn't like about that scene is, like, the whole him fake sleeping on the table. Like, he's a ghost. Why the fuck would he be sleeping? Ghosts need rest. I think it's just Do fucking they? with her. Also, can we right. can we talk about the little spurt of blood that squirts out after he pulls out the fucking hook? That was a good yeah. squirt. <laughs> that was a definitely good squirt. Like I've seen some squirts in my life, but that was a good squirt. <laughs> <laughs>
In all fairness, they were all his. (laughs) (sighs) Hitting the camera. (laughs) Did the opening scene hook you in, Chad? Uh, It was the pan over the city traffic with the opening titles. I wouldn't exactly call that the opening scene. That's just the opening credits. That, but establishes setting, bro. You know, I would the, if we're counting the actual opening scene. The opening scene would be her telling the story with Ted Raimi in it. So You're right. Yeah. Definitely yes. 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 With mosquito with a mosquito bite. Mosquito titties. bite boobs. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I mean, I I agree. It was uh, you get greaser Ted Raimi, mm-hmm. which is always great. <laughs> the condom he was a greaser too. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was a greaser. Yeah. <laughs> he had the fucking leather coat, man. Just the white t-shirt underneath. He was ready to get it off. I need to ca- start uh, counting these Ted Raimi uh, cameos. That's a good idea. There's a lot yeah. of them. Raimi count. <laughs> you know, I think while Ted Raimi has probably an extremely high number, I think. Um, oh, what the who? The dude who played uh, the ice cream man, Clint Howard. Mm. Clint Howard. I feel like he probably has more. I feel like that needs to be a Power Hour guest. Clint Howard? Yeah. Bro, Dude, that would be, be awesome. Fat. Yes, yeah. please. Speaking of Clint Howard, I just watched fucking Austin Powers 1 the other day, and I'm so happy that he was in that. <laughs> Brody, God damn it. Brody's not happy. <laughs> My doppelganger, kanga banger. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, shit. Bobbert. Opening yes, scene, the, motherfucker. Yeah. Did it hook you in like Candyman does? Yes, Ooh. I love the story, so absolutely. And I love the pan over shots in the um, credits. I okay. love that. And now it's time for your favorite question. Swing! Swing! Temple! <laughs> She's a babe. She's magically babelicious. I would have to say tits through the shirt, uh, the girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to say the girl at the end. Were fantastic. At the end, I saw those, I'm like... As soon as I saw that yesterday, I'm like, oh, there it is. Best how, how would Trent from Friday the 13th say it? Perfect nipple, nipple placement. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Stupendous. Stupendous nipple placement. Stupendous. Go. <laughs> you got stupendous tits. But, Perfect nipple placement. They were real. You also can't discount the side boob. And no. I just mentioned Friday the 13th. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Fucked up! No, Virginia Madsen definitely has the side boob going on in this. Yeah. Very nice. Now we just got to find out, like, does the areola ratio match the side boob? Wait, yeah, it did, because you saw her in the bathtub when she was okay. laying down. Okay. Too. So Fair I'm going to have to go say, I'm going to have to say Virginia Madsen for me. No. Girlfriend titties. <laughs> I, 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 you want to go? I'm, I'm still sticking with the girlfriend. Okay, so girl. College girls, that's fine. Okay, Chad, did the score set the mood? Fuck no. Not okay. to me. I did not <laughs> okay, moving on from Chad. Bobby. <laughs> like it's To me, yes, that it was, did. So. That, was, that was actually oh, one of the notes I had written down is that it felt like a lullaby. The music felt like a lullaby to me, which I guess kind of might actually play into the whole urban legend part of it. But I yeah. just... I like that it's different, so I, I enjoy it. Similar to the yeah. Jason Goes to Hell soundtrack. Right. It's just so different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It... I can see where you're saying with the again it goes with that more uh, folklore theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the piano. It was it was interesting. Um, I think that's what kind of added a little bit to the slow burnness of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Like there's no real like amped up soundtracks or you know like areas or anything like that. It's just all very classical. Yes, yeah, 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 buddy. You know, since you made the comparison between this and Phantom of the Opera, maybe that's what he was going for because he had a more romantic version in in mind when he wrote the score. So that's probably what uh, 
We're changing Chad's right. mind as we fucking review the film. He's now second-guessing his figure. Well, I'm not second-guessing it, but I think I'm getting a more of an understanding okay. from this point of view. Right, he's just seeing it from a different From a different appeal. Angle. Yeah. Um, but I like the... Uh, I agree with the pan-over shots, dude. Like, those were... Awesome, I didn't even what see this. I didn't even fucking see, see him. <laughs> yeah, Tim. Over yeah, the top, buddy. You got to scroll up. No, I'll just post it again. Don't worry. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but no, man, that intro music, dude. Just like the nice little piano with like the title card coming in. Like I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed it. it I enjoyed the whole fucking score. So yes, yeah. I I'm honestly surprised it. nobody's donated the money yet to get Bobby to take his shirt off. There's always next week. They don't want to. Oh, they want it, baby. They want. It. Uh, so we can't really say best song, because uh, it really didn't really have any like songs other Not than the really, soundtrack. No. So well, say my name by Destiny Childs. Okay, yeah. that, that, come June, that that should be <laughs> it. Yeah, Chad, that's actually something that we need to do now that we have all this mobile equipment. We should watch it together and then do like a post show. Like a little bonus thing. And also, guys, we will announce this now next week at Monster Mania 45. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. There will be a bonus episode of Gornmore featuring Bobby, John, and myself live from Monster Mania. Yes. Anyway, continuing. What is your favorite character? I'd have to say Candyman. Really? You're going to ask me that question? Really? Okay, no, you know Bobby, we already know. Chad? <laughs> Rusty Schwimmer. <laughs> yeah! Uh, no, I guess I'd go with Candyman. Because he's sympathetic. <laughs> Once you find him, agree. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to have to give a... Sh- there was another random person here. I, don't, I was kind of hoping maybe Chad would brought him up. Uh, the King of Cartoons was in here. No, nobody knows King Cartoons. God damn it! Who's the King of Cartoons? He was the uh, officer, the uh, black detective there. King oh, Cartoons is from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, yeah. oh. oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Cowboy Curtis. I'm like Lawrence Fishburne wasn't in this. What's up, Gunner Man? No, King of oh, Cartoons. Yeah. That's right. Gunner, what's going on? Ah. Oh. So, uh, Rusty. Rusty for Chad, Candyman for me and Bobbert, and... Oh, no, John- I, did, I did say Candyman. You did say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk about Rusty Schwimmer as much oh, as I can. Oh, absolutely. She's fantastic. She is fantastic. <laughs> she is awesome. Yes, she is awesome. So, and it's fun to say her name. Um, I mean, yeah, dude. How, how could you not... <laughs> that what requires our premium Snapchat. <laughs> Ooh. That's a we group Snapchat. premium Snapchat? Snapchat? That's going to be our new Patreon. Yes. <laughs> there will be a Gorenmore calendar released later this year. Gorenmore By the way, hours. Chad will go full George Costanza for everyone. Just so you know. <laughs> dude, if you do the pose on the couch where he's like be, fucking it has roaring to be like back, the exact dude. remake of that has to be done. <laughs> oh, that would be so good, dude. Oh, a cheese the, the size way, of a I, car battery. In I just want to throw this out there. Back when the first Sims game came out, you could uh, get different hacks for the game and add in what basically whatever you wanted. And every house I built on The Sims had the big had a big <laughs> shot of, George, of that George Costanza picture. That's awesome. I, I think he just literally just gets brought up like randomly ever since the burning review. <laughs> Costanza, yeah. Costanza, yeah. Fuck. Costanza. 
So uh, was it scary? Yes. Yes. I would actually have to say yes. Uh, the psychological aspect uh, of it really gets it going. Not to me, it wasn't. But then again, I've seen this a lot of times. If I if I'd seen it the first time, there's a couple good. If you games. show your kids this, we don't need a kind of we don't need this kind of negativity chat. Maybe we don't need this kind of negativity. Maybe. It's not our fault that your kids didn't like Empire Strikes Back. Don't be doing <laughs> it. It's not, it's not that they didn't like it; they just didn't react to Darth Vader at the end. They, my son loved it. Chad, is this is this the whole underlying problem? Is that your kids didn't react to Empire Strikes Back? Chad's going to beat some utter ass. disappointment in the kids because of the Empire Strikes Back thing. I was hard. I, I thought for sure I'd get <laughs> something so, right, yeah, like just not even a raised eyebrow. <laughs> I could see you just like. I can, on, come on, I come can on, show come you on. the video of them just sitting there. Because <laughs> I video them like, come on, come on, come on. Like, really? <laughs> you can literally count the second that Chad's heart breaks just a little bit because they're not fucking giving I don't think it's a little bit. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Hey, man, I understand that pain, dude, when you show your kids something that you truly love, hoping that they would love it, too, and they're just like, meh, and then fucking walk away. You're like, what the I fuck? don't have kids, so I'll let you know when I get there. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, that you know of. Oh, oh, I know I don't have kids. <laughs> Does this hold up today, boys? No, that's why we're getting a remake. It's not a fucking remake. It's a sequel, motherfucker. The, so sorry, the, sequel. the racial aspect of the story does hold up extremely well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll this is a I perfect would... example of horror noir. That's actually That was actually one of the things I looked up. It was in the, some of the notes is that it was very noir and it was very intentionally done that way. Especially that scene of uh, them at dinner when the dude's talking about his paper and it focuses on Helen's face and it just goes all fucking dark and just light on her eyes and stuff like that. There we go. There we go, Tim. Good job, buddy. Anyway, anyway. uh, Acting? Acting was great. Exquisite. Except for that fat dude at the dinner scene. I feel like he's over the top. What was that? The fat dude at the dinner scene was over the top. He was. Yeah, yes. but he only had a couple lines, so he's probably trying to be not Eric Freeman over the top, but over the top. <laughs> but well, I mean, at least he was nice enough to show at the funeral at the end. Now, this is true. He was the one who pointed out those people coming up. He's like, uh, "Dude, look." I love that they just dropped the hook in there too. That was great. They're like, "Oh, she's gonna need this when she comes back and fucking rapes your nuts, lady." <laughs> Rape your nuts. <laughs> That's a t-shirt idea. Hey, rape your nuts. The baby that everybody assumed she killed. <laughs> right. Oh fuck. So everyone agrees the acting's good? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cinematography. There was tons of panning shots. Uh very dark movie as we talked about earlier. Very well done, very well lit. Uh take the score into account with especially with some scenes. It's it's just a beautiful movie overall. Uh, the whole darker wash feeling, I totally understand. It's probably a product of its time. So that that's that's an easy pass for me. But overall, I think the cinematography on this film is top notch. Uh, it's no Cundy, but it's it's definitely respectable. But what what really is, though? Besides uh, Cundy. Cundy? No exceptions. <laughs> Cundy! Boy, cinematography. Oh, boy. Uh, I like I like the Darth act. Do you want to say that again before stroking out? <laughs> aspect of this movie, I I really like. I liked it, even when it was a broad room, daylight room. It still had that darkness to it. 
Mm -hmm. I liked it. So, yeah, Except whenever that bitch repainted the goddamn apartment. <laughs> fucking paint! Like, yeah, that was great shit. because she pretty much just like totally fuck your couch with the paint, dude. It was just like, yeah. yeah. Fuck this paint. Yeah, she had a nice pair of tits, but she was a bitch. Bro, her husband, when he came out and saw her there, he definitely pooped his pants just a little bit, dude. <laughs> the the like, asshole like, oh, fucker. And what was with yeah, the, yeah. what was with the robe with like the fucking towel draped around his I neck don't too? Know. Like it's was, a college like professor was, thing. Like he was fucking Hugh Hefner or something. <laughs> well, he is I mean, a he kind of is. He's banging somebody <laughs> under twenty four. Yeah. You know, so. That was who. That was Hugh Hefner's motto. He never dated anybody. <laughs> you say over that, 24. and Bobby's eyes get really big, and just like look off into the corner, like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, what did you think of cin uh, cinematography, buddy? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Like I said, it was definitely really ballsy to make the decision to have your first full-on shot of the main villain being complete and total broad daylight. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. It was a risky shot. Big on it. I mean, they definitely made you wait for it. Yeah. So, and then the pan from the oh. feet up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a shot! So Fucking so good. I. uh... I gotta agree. The overhead pan shots were great, especially the uh, following of Helen's little tiny little red car the whole fucking time. Um, <laughs> but uh, I actually liked all the shots of the graffiti art and everything like that. Um, yeah. I love the shots of the actual like when they finally come or when they first come out and it's like you know the hole in the wall with his mouth mm -hmm. and how they keep going back to that with the eye shots and everything. Like I don't know. I always I really like. Just the whole there we go. Say <laughs> we were getting visuals, but we weren't getting audio from uh, Bobby's tongue there. Uh, <laughs> guys, you like the premise? She was tasty. The premise? <laughs> I'm. That was terrible timing with you That's saying what I'm Heather's comment coming up. At the same time. I'm like, she was tasty. I look and all I see is I'm going to be there. I'm like, yeah, just give her right. two more licks. <laughs> Guys, premise. Everyone can agree that we love the premise. Yeah. Oh, yes. Hell yeah, dude. It's Bloody Mary, but cooler. Okay. So recycle, rewind, or remake? Rewind. Rewind. Uh, well, don't that's, I, that's kind of a I kind of want the remake, dude. Yeah, I want a little slippery. bit. It's I want a, a little sequel. more. It's a sequel, motherfucker. Okay, scratch just seeing that shit last week. If we are answering this question, I would still remake it. I would want it a little faster, a little bit bloodier, a little gorier. You know, I it's it was too slow. That was my beef. Well, pen of rose. On I think I'm gonna agree with Johnny. Remake that. Like, page. yeah. Still leave, still keep Tony Todd, and that's what I love that the new sequel, reboot, whatever the fuck, reboot sequel, um, that they're keeping a minute. But um, I hope they make it more like monster esque in this, maybe. But we'll see. Okay, so rating, guys. Let me get the old calculator out here because I fucking suck at math. My rating is a four point seven five. Uh, Bobbert. 4.5. Johnny. Mm, I'm going to go 3.3. And Chad to tank the score. I'm going to give it even lower and go three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was bored. That is a Gormore score of 3.8. 3.8? That's, that's still not bad. That is respectable for Candyman, guys. That is very respectable. 
So we didn't get to hear it last week, but you know what? I would like a quick review from Bobby on his pick from last week. Well, Kevin Fever. That's because that's right. uh, TJ did not read Bobby's statement on air. So, uh, yeah, kind of totally forgot about that. Forgot about that. <laughs> we we want to be a shit show if we didn't fuck up something. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, I also want to say I fucked up. That was actually your pick, John. Uh, Bobby's pick is next week, which is <laughs> Chopping Mall. Ah, Ooh, nice. I believe that's still on Amazon Prime. Yes. And on Shutter. Awesome. Nice. So, you want my review of Cabin Fever? Yeah. 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 Quick. All right. Uh, I saw the remake and the original. It's shot for shot, the same fucking thing. But I love the gore aspect of that movie. And I also love the fact that it deals with literally an everyday thing is what's killing you. Water. Right. That's terrifying because that can fucking happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know flesh eating disease, but it can definitely do some damage to you if it's not not clean, but it, it really gives you that sense of paranoia, even in wide open space when no one's around. The claustrophobia is way worse. The fact that no one will help you and no one cares. So that movie, I, I really enjoy it. And it's so gross. And it really makes you question when you go fucking camping. Now, is that <laughs> water good to be in? Hey, Bobby, and you'll question it the whole time. Bobby, what was the rifle yep. for? Say that again. What was the rifle for? <laughs> also, Bobby, can we agree that that that, stop, that shop owner is just future lands? <laughs> pancakes. Oh, Not going to lie. I want a pancakes after right? that. I watched I watched this on an upset stomach. Didn't we get like an enamel pin? I saw an enamel pin the yeah, other day. Yeah, I found one. Yeah, it's available on houseofmysterioussecrets.com. Hell yeah. That is great. <laughs> I feel like I might have to get that shit. Right? My rating for that movie, uh, I'll give it a, a 3.8. And then, Wow, Bobby went way lower than the yeah. rest of us. I think we were all in the fours. <laughs> and of course, tits-wise, there was only one girl who had the good one, so yeah. Oh, and they yeah, were yeah. a perfect five. Yeah. They, they, I agree. Uh, so you said you, you said you saw the remake yeah yeah it's shot for shot the same thing really yeah like is it but it's really so is it there. good then or is it just like I mean, no point <laughs> that's the reason why i gave it a little lower rating because you remade a movie that really didn't need it and you didn't do anything different about it okay but your ratings for the original not the remake it devalues it. No. <laughs> no, yeah, that's like saying, does. no, come on. This hey, like, the Psycho remake didn't. I'm not saying. Look, yeah, not Halloween saying 2018 does not ruin the original know, Halloween. It makes you appreciate the original even more. Yeah, but the remake of Halloween was not shot for a shot. For a shot. For shot. For shot. But Psycho was, and it doesn't depreciate the original Psycho one. I don't watch that one. Boom. I didn't even know that it was Vince Vaughn jerking it. You <laughs> I don't even know. Don't watch I didn't know that it existed don't, at all. It's, it's crap. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, let's all announce our cosplays for Monster Mania 45. Bobby, which ones you bringing, buddy? Uh, a brand new Jason and Terminator. I'm not saying what Jason. You just have to come see it. That's right. It, it's near and dear to our hearts over here at the Gore and More heart. podcast. Hearts of stone. It's man. black. Anyway, John, what about you, you sexy son of a bitch? Well, let's see. On uh, Friday 13th, I'll obviously be rocking versus Jason. And 
Of course, Saturday, I'll be rocking GB. I got the gray suit and the uh, the uh, number two suit. So. Just listen for suit. the Goran Moore theme song. What's that? Just listen to the Goran Moore theme song coming from your backpack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I will be, be rocking uh, the blacksmith and H2O Myers because my boy Steve Miner is going to be there. Nice. Yeah. And Chad is going to be there in spirit. Yes. Yes. Uh, we will be sending him delicious nudes from the bathroom. Nice. Ooh, I expect sweet. nothing less. <laughs> sweet, sweet butthole shots. Uh, nothing but the rim. I mean, the best for Chad. Uh, I better be seeing some hairy ball sacks. I'm, I'm just saying. We're just gonna send you a rod. Going on, We're dude. sending you rod picks. <laughs> Mid shaft is only acceptable. This is what you get right here, Chad. There we go. There we go. That's hot. That is really hot. I'm I'm slightly turned on now. Only slightly. <laughs> only slightly. Half mass, people. Half mass. Uh, what the fuck? That's only half, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's do some discussion about this Candyman trailer a little bit more. What is our theories behind the Candyman trailer? John Trinsack! Uh Well, like I mentioned earlier, it seems more of like a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street number two kind of vibe uh-huh. of him becoming Candyman or so. I mean, Helen did essentially in the first one but she kind of became her own version of Candyman. yeah um what's up marcio hey marcio what's up marcio uh but the trailer in itself dude i loved it i i thought it was awesomely shot uh i'm super like stoked to see it um once again destiny child's been stuck in my fucking goddamn head for the last like four days so i mean kudos to them for (laughs) just literally implanting that shit into my brain um but yeah man like i like um a couple throwback characters in it uh what's her name there the mom from the original one of the baby that gets stolen she was in the trailer Johnny five robots is check <laughs> okay. honestly she Yet. just put like a uh, ipad on a uh like a fucking like a rollaway cart and just like wheel chat around the convention with us <laughs> on FaceTime. Awesome. You know, like a little, get like a little BB-8. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? That's our um, co-host. <laughs> yes. But gentlemen, how'd you guys feel about the trailer? Loved it. Uh, I have crazy ass theories about it. Um, it could potentially spoil the movie, but I always saw it as it's the baby from the first one. And he's slowly becoming Candyman, And we see that in that honeycomb. We see that with the Tony Todd reflection of the car window all of that stuff. Uh, it's just the logical way that it's going for me. Uh, I, I can't wait for June. It literally hyped me up. And would people quit saying that it's a Jordan Peele movie? Because it's not. No, he's only the producer. Right. But. Bobbert, thoughts, feelings on Candyman 2020? When I saw the trailer, I was I was just exceptionally um, happy. It, it looks like it's going to be a gruesome movie. But I love the fact that the tie-in is that the baby from the first one. So I'm 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 curious how the backstory of Candyman going into this is really gonna be. So I'm hoping they dive deep into that. And I just if he is it, which he probably more than likely is, I wanna see that transformation so badly. Hell yeah, I dude. wanna see the chaos that he will unleash. Because I just have a feeling it's going to be over the top. Because even just some of the glimpses you see in that trailer, you could see that it's 
it's going to be, but we haven't seen it all yet. And we won't until that movie comes out. So I'm very excited for it. I cannot wait to see it and to catch all the little Easter eggs that will be in this. So double thumbs up. I can't wait for this. Chad? I agree. I'm I'm absolutely stoked. And I like how you don't really see much of Candyman. You just get glimpses in the trailer because yes. you don't want to you don't want to blow the whole money shot on just a teaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we all like blowing our money shot, but but it's, it's got to be at the, the right time. Yes. Got to be at the right time. Right. So I think that uh, I think it just teased us just enough to where you're really looking forward to it, but going in with a completely open mind because you don't know what the hell's going to happen. It chubbed us up, but didn't get us full hard on. Exactly. Okay. It's- and keeping Tony Todd in it. Yes. I feel like that was like one of the biggest that could have either made or break it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Kind of looking at you for th- or, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. But. <laughs> is Jackie Earl Haley going to be at Monster Mania? He is, and I'm almost thinking about bringing my copy. I'm going to get Mortal a picture Kombat with him, and I'm going to be like, hey, I met Discount Freddy. <laughs> my caption's going to be, hey, I met Discount Freddy. <laughs> they should have had him go to PopCon, so they could have had fucking 09 Jason versus 2010's Freddy. Right? An accepted and a hated one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh... Gore more sponsor, Ooh. Bobby. Quitting the robo. Corey said so. My husband, by the way, my husband, Corey Kaufman, no hyphen. Uh, Lunchbox? Lunchbox. Hey, at least we get Kaufman commenting this time as opposed to his wife last week saying, quit talking about oh, wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Hey, we got to make up for it yesterday with Jerk the Curtain, so. There you go. Dude, we jerked it hard. It was great. Did you? Oh, it was, it was a glorious ending, too. Did you wash the curtain after the fact? Yeah, we can't talk about that. Okay. I was going to say, it's probably a little crusty. <laughs> just burn it. Burn yeah, it. Just burn the curtain. <laughs> get the new curtain. Get new one. Burn the curtain. <laughs> oh, oh fuck. fuck. Well, I think that is all for this week's episode. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Lehost with Lehmost. And, uh, of course, on Dubac Discussion. Dot net, your source for pop culture and much more. You can find the audio-only version of the Gormore podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you want to watch the video version, we will have those up on Facebook and soon to be on Roku TV. John, where can they find you, motherfucker? Well, Facebook, just find me on my normal name, John Drancic. Instagram, you can find me at, uh, at Hot Pockets. Uh, Usually, especially if it's anything to do with the show, I'm sure TJ or I or Bobby or Chad will all tag each other in the shit. So we love tagging each other. Oh yes, no fucking yeah. Tag your Chad. Where can we find you, buddy? Uh, just like you, you know, Facebook. Just look me up by my name or on Instagram. I'm Cosmic Boy underscore seventy six. I don't do Twitter because I think that's gay, and <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> I've never tried Twitter, honestly. Bobby, where do we find you, you sexy son of a bitch? You can find me on uh, Facebook, my normal name, Bobby Amon. It's not hard. There's and what about your Instagram? And you can find me on Instagram at killing under, underscore machine underscore cosplay 93. Uh, I do have a Twitter, but I'm not active on it, so don't ask. Fuck Twitter. It. It's just there. I go no. on, I look, and I'm like, this was a waste of my time. See you later. So, yeah, you can find me on those two. And that's it. <laughs> we can also find you by the remote store. <laughs> 
Oh, dude, is that universal? (laughs) Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us on another excellent episode of the Gormar Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, signing off. This is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Christman, saying goodbye, bitches. This is Big Johnny D saying, see you later, Gorehounds. This is your killing machine, Bob, saying, fuck off, killer. I'll see you later. (laughs) Who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew, cover it in chocolate and a miracle or two? The Candyman. The Candyman can. Candyman can pass, he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Who can take a rainbow, wrap it in a sigh, soak it in the sun and make a strawberry lemon pie? The Candyman? The Candyman. The Candyman can. Candyman can, cause he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Willy Wonka makes everything he bakes satisfying and delicious. Talk about your childhood wishes, you can even eat the dishes. Who can take tomorrow, dip it in a dream? Separate the sorrow and collect up all the cream. The candy man. Will we want the can? The candy man can. The candy man can, cause he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. And the world tastes good. Cause the candy man thinks it should